This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Okay, we are switching gears and it's been a while since Senator Mike Duffy has been in the news. But he's back. He wants to sue the Senate, the upper chamber, over his dramatic suspension without pay five years ago. Uh, But he's not looking for the pay that he didn't receive. He wants $7.8 million in damages from the Senate and the RCMP over the trial surrounding his expense claims. He was acquitted on 31 charges in April 2016. And it's an interesting case because the Senate says that the court has no jurisdiction. Let's go to lawyer Ari Goldkind. Hello, Ari. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Good afternoon to you. So um, what is at stake here? First of all, let's talk about the number. Uh, Isn't that a little bit inflated? I think it is inflated, but I'll tell you this, Libby. When you look at the damage that was done to his reputation, which, remember, before any of this came to light, Mike Duffy was a very important, well-liked, and some could say beloved uh, journalist and could say senator in the highest order of a Senate, and I still don't understand why it exists. But he was, for many intents and purposes, the face of it. He was Prime Minister Harper's sort of dog and pony show. So when you look at the effect of two and a half years on a human being's reputation, where in the acquittal of Mike Duffy, you've got to remember this, Libby, the judge tore Harper and the investigation and the charges to shreds and basically didn't just say it wasn't proof beyond a reasonable doubt, but essentially called them innocent. You know, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe $7.8 million is a little high, but when two and a half to three years of your life are stolen and people think you're a crook, that's a pretty significant dollar value to me. Okay, uh, but on the other hand, there are a lot of people say, on the one hand, uh, there is a standard for a conviction, a criminal conviction, and on the other hand, there is gaming the system and taking advantage so let's talk about that. So okay. there's a really interesting part. You'll see in the, in the discussion today about the lawsuit, this term parliamentary privilege. Okay? Right. Now, let's explain, because nobody uses that word in their everyday lexicon, why that's such an interesting part of this saga. Essentially, the Senate's defense, if you're the senator's, the senator sounds like the hockey team, but if you're the senator's lawyer, you're saying we have the right to control our internal processes, We have the right to make a decision amongst us to suspend somebody who essentially is a pig at the trough, if you follow my Mm -hmm. lingo. What's really interesting, and again, we're going into the weeds here, but one of the reasons I'm here is to do that is because Judge Valancourt, at his trial, received a document that remained secret that essentially demonstrated, and we'll get back to parliamentary privilege, that all of the senators, or a good number of them, who were complaining that Mike Duffy was a pig at the trough, were themselves standing at the trough next to him. So Duffy's point is, leaving aside my use of the term sanctimonious, is they didn't treat him fairly. 
or with due process, and they singled him out for something that he did not deserve to be singled out. We're not talking about a criminal process here, but by turfing him and booting him and making him look like a pariah, it added to the atmosphere across Canada that where there's smoke, there must be fire. And the point is, if there was smoke, all not all, but many of the other senators who were criticizing them were as guilty on their exp- expense forms as he was, And the judge, interestingly, kept that document a secret because the judge ruled that this is some historical artifact where we don't go behind the walls or peel the onion of what Parliament does. Uh, So uh, just to make that a little bit clearer, the Senate is arguing that the court doesn't have the jurisdiction to say that the Senate was wrong. Correct. That's right. Well, whether it does or doesn't have the jurisdiction, the Senate is saying this was a completely proper use of our discretion, of our decision-making abilities, our right and remedies of solving our own problems and cloaking it in what's called parliamentary privilege, which is used to me sort of as a sword and a shield, both to protect these senators from looking like pigs, but also to protect them from Mike Duffy and his lawyer's lawsuit, which is to say, you guys all acted unfairly and egregiously. So the Senate is saying, we're our own sort of ungovernable tribunal, and you don't have any right to sort of peel that onion. And uh, what is your prediction uh, about that argument and how it'll turn out? I think, you know, just to make this go back to brass tacks, when you are acquitted in a trial, where a judge writes a 308-page ruling. Imagine that, Libby. I mean, are are most listeners reading a 308-page book today? I don't think so. You're going to have a tough time getting anywhere unless you can show something malicious or something truly abusive on the part of the Senate. And by the way, the RCMP as well, who I think had a big role to play in this, as well as did Stephen Harper. Now, we forget the name Stephen Harper because he's years removed. But Judge Valancourt essentially, pardon my expression, tore him a new one for sort of setting Mike Duffy up to fall. But you really, to get vindication and to get an acquittal that leads to a successful lawsuit, think of all the wrongfully convicted people in Ontario, Libby, who get acquitted of charges that ruin their lives. They all say, I'm going to go sue the cops, I'm going to sue the cops, I'm going to sue the Crown. You don't get anywhere unless you can meet a very, very high burden. But between you and me, Libby... Do I think he has a case? I do, and I think it's worth arguing. Okay. Uh, let's hear from Alan in Mississauga. Hi, Alan. Hi. How are you today, Levy? Fine. How are you? Good, good. I just want to... Uh, I'll be sweet and short. Good. Duffy, uh, uh, that is unbelievable. He's suing, he's suing for uh, back wages. The man should have been behind bars. He's a crook. Uh, what he got away with is incredible. And, uh, you know, my dad always told me, there's two people you cannot trust, politicians and lawyers. And that's all I got to say. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Alan. Well, uh, you know, there was a, a, a good deal to do, Ari, with the court of public opinion. And I think uh, our caller sort of summed up what a lot of people think. But this is the whole point, Libby, which is why. Let's let's give the benefit of every doubt to your caller. Okay. And by the way, nobody trusts lawyers until they themselves need one, of course. Okay. But let's, but let's look at the courtroom of public We trust opinion. you, Ari. Right, but even if he didn't, and yeah. until he needs me as his lawyer, he's not going to trust me. But then when he steps into my office, he'll, he'll know I'm saving his life. But I digress. Okay. What I'm saying is the courtroom of public opinion, Libby, 
and I would say this directly to your listener, doesn't come out of nowhere. It comes from the Senate kicking somebody out and saying he's a pig, while all the other senators are doing the same thing. It comes with Stephen Harper's prime minister's office, singling him out and sort of doing all these cover-ups for things that he himself is sending out. The courtroom of public opinion comes from the RCMP charging him with 30 or 40 or whatever it is, counts of fraud, when the RCMP also probably knew that this is practice that's done every day in the Senate. So to say that the public opinion is just this thing that gets created in the ether, it's why I'm so outspoken that when you make an allegation, and I've said this about Me Too, I've said this about criminal charges, I've said this about Gomeshi, I've said this about Weinstein, we have a danger in this country, and it applies to Mike Duffy, that when the tide turns against somebody, it's much easier to get on that bandwagon than to sit there and say, wait a minute, I don't know exactly what the truth is here yet, so I'm not formulating my mind. So I say this with respect to the listener, that public opinion starts somewhere, and Mike Duffy's point in this lawsuit is it should never have started where it started, and if it didn't start there, we wouldn't be calling Mike Duffy what we're calling him. Okay, uh, Ari, please hang on. We've got to take another break, but we will be back more on this because Mike Duffy is back in the news. We'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We are talking about Mike Duffy, Senator Mike Duffy. He was in the news. He had to face a trial. He was acquitted. Now he wants to sue the Senate and the RCMP for $7.8 million in damages, because that's a little bit more than senators make. I am talking to lawyer Ari Goldkind, and we're going to start by taking a call from Rob in Mississauga. Hey, Rob. Hi, enjoy your show. Thank you. I have three quick points to make. Uh, first of all, wasn't Mike Duffy's problems, including Pamela Wallen, started because they were claiming undue um, travel and undue living expenses? Mike Duffy was claiming that he was actually living in Prince Edward Island, but he really wasn't? It, it, uh, yeah, he was claiming exactly. That that was the source of it. And there was thousands of dollars that, that he was getting uh, you know, paid for. And also, isn't he kind of may- maybe just hedging a bluff here? And if, if he was to sue, where would the money come from if, if he was to win? Is it the taxpayers that have to pay for this? You Is betcha. the Senate's pockets? You betcha. <laughs> Either way, S- Senate, RCMP, those are, those are taxpayers' dollars, Rob. Uh, good question. Thanks for your call. You're welcome. I'm going to let... Ari, respond. I mean, uh, Ari? Yeah, there's, there's, there's two good questions there that your caller asked. So let's start with the pay. Yes, absolutely from the taxpayer. But remember, and if you're listening somewhere in Toronto, this will ring home with you. You know how all the cops get in trouble when they're on YouTube beating the crap out of somebody or eating uh, brownie donuts and passing <laughs> yeah. out? Yeah. Right. So there's a, there's a nexus here. Mike Duffy's complaint can be broken down. And if I was his lawyer, it's one thing to suspend him pending the criminal case, right? And, and the Senate is saying, that's our business to do, and you and your lawsuit can go where the sun doesn't shine because we can regulate our own powers without interference from lawyers and all that. However, they suspended him without pay. And that really is where the rubber is going to meet the road on whether they deprived him of certain rights and, and benefits that he had, which is to suspend him without pay. Even cops 
you know, remember the cop who shot the young man on the street? That car? is that it's a big controversial thing. And every time it happens that, that there is a big outcry that uh, these cops are suspended with pay sometimes for a very long time. People don't that, like that. That's right. And in fairness, sometimes I don't like it, to be honest. But the point that I make is that it's not just that he was suspended pending the criminal event, which I can completely understand. I think the Senate would have no explaining to do at that point. It's without pay at that point. Uh, and don't forget, they reinstated him with full pay 10 seconds after the decision. Your caller asks another good question about PEI and the sort of idea that he was fudging his residences. Here's what's really important to say back to the caller, and I speak for the judge here. And by the way, this is one of the smartest judges in Canada, and I don't say that about every judge. This is really a good, fair, with it judge named Judge Valancourt. And I'm not saying that to pucker up. Lawyers and crowns really trust him. What he said is that as much as the caller, and even I thought the PEI thing stunk to, have, to high heaven at the beginning, the facts came out that Mike Duffy on numerous occasions sought permission and authorization and took the steps to make sure that what he was doing with that PEI cottage was all legit and in line with rules. So when Mike Duffy does that and a judge says, look, he didn't do this on his own, or an old phrase from wrestling, going into business for yourself, that's a very different thing than criminal intent, where we all think of somebody as a shady fraudster calling you up and saying there's a Nigerian prince. Ari, but what he also did, and and again, I mean, you know, the question is, what's the penalty for this? It might have just been paying back. I mean, he was was claiming travel per diems when he was at home in Ottawa. So so let's go back to this again. All of those travel expenses, and again, I'm giving benefit of the doubt to the judge. Do I think, Libby, just so people are clear, do I think he was an absolute pig at the trough with his makeup and personal trainer expenses? Yeah, this does not seem like a man who is going to meet me in a CrossFit class, to be quite candid with you. (laughs) But at the end of the day... (laughs) That's mean. Okay, Ari... But it's not mean. Mike Duffy would say, but at the end of the day... We have about a minute left, less than a minute, so wrap it up. That's not criminal intent. And when you pose and picture somebody as a criminal suspended without pay, their name is tarred and feather. We may not like Mike Duffy Libby. He may have been a pig where a lot of these senators are. And I don't understand why the Senate exists. But we are still dealing, Libby, right now with a human being that was exonerated, and his lawsuit was all about the fact that I wasn't treated fairly, and that's under 60 seconds. Okay. Ari Goldkind, thanks so much for that. I bet this is going to come up again. Thank you. Indeed. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.